Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the What the Hell Were We Thinking by lining up our 200th episode with the Derby edition of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing well. Very quickly, before we get into everything, a big thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon, Bader Al-Rashidi. Thank you so much for your support, Bader, and to all of our wonderful patrons. It means so, so much. With this being the 200th episode, this could have gone one of two ways. We were planning, <laughs> let's make it fun, let's yep. make it a beat, let's have some special yep. guests on. I know we have some fans of The Office yep. who listen to us. This reminded me of the episode where Michael was waiting for Holly to come into the office to find out if she uh, was engaged or not. And he had two boxes ready. He had a box full of celebration items and he had a, a different box full of items in case she was engaged that allowed him to be depressed. Well, we took that chance essentially and we are fully diving into the depressive and depressing box today because yep. oh, yep. I, this is probably, it's ironic that the 200th episode is arguably the most depressing and most <laughs> difficult one to record because I, I don't even know how to fill time regarding this one because it was all bad. Right, right. We, we, were, we, were, struggling, we were struggling to find ideas for the 200th episode, but the, basically the premise was if it goes, if the derby goes well, then, you know, it'll be celebration time. And um, obviously it, it didn't go well. <laughs> That would probably be the understatement of this year, and we're midway through January, and I think that one might take it. That was, I, I can't even describe it. Was that a derby? I, I, I'm not we're sure. We're recording if that was this 48 hours later, and I still find myself having a very difficult time grasping as to what that was. I'm just going to tell you that, that following the game, I turned on uh, Analyze This with uh, Billy Crystal and, and Robert De Niro. And that was that was what I needed. That's That's the mental state that Roma left me at. That was everything about that was awful. There was not a single defining moment or episode that anybody could take away from that positively. Maybe other than Paulo Lopez, who prevented that from being five or six to zero, he had a number of really good saves. Yep. Beyond him, Mancini too. I thought Mancini was okay. Beyond him, though, I just don't understand what happened. Again, a couple of days later, and I'm still left grasping to try and make sense of it all. And I guess we could start with the thing that some say defined that match, although I will take issue with some of that in a, in a, a bit later. The two errors by Ibanez, obviously very, very bad. However, 
I do think that solely blaming that result, blaming no. that performance on those no, two no. errors, I think misses no. a much yep. deeper issue and a much bigger point. Correct. So yeah, I guess my question to you is, that was the first thing Paolo Fonseca said or referred to after the match. He referred to the two errors. And that was probably the first time in a post-match interview where I thought to myself, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. He's going down that path, that path where he doesn't see things clearly. He's not analyzing clearly. The path that so many before him have went down, and every single time, it's ended poorly. Di Francesco, Garcia, after they draw with Milan, and he says he's okay with the result. This, uh, I don't want to say that this feels like the beginning of the end because that's probably being too overdramatic. But Andy, I have to tell you, uh, Fonseca, uh, referring to the two heirs by Ibanez as more or less the sole reason as to why they lost, I have to tell you, was absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it was, but it, it's uh, it's not the first time that Fonseca doesn't openly admit to you know a plain defeat. He never, you uh, know, in, in all these uh, well, it's been one and a half years since he's been at Roma, and I've never really heard him say, for example, oh, they wiped the floor with us, or um, it, it, it's not in his style to to come out and admit defeat openly um, in a way that is you know it's um, deprived of episodes. Obviously, he 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 tends to points to he, he tends to point to episodes. He tends to say, you know, oh, there were some positive elements. Um, so it wasn't as big of a shock to me. Um, also, just because this time I'm I'm trying not to be the one that is over dramatic. Uh, I do I do think that the most shocking thing to me about this game was that. Why do I? Why in the beginning of the episode I asked if if this was a derby because it's mm. it seems like um, our attitude from the start was nowhere to be found and uh, it, it, it I I try to the one thing that really bugs me and I I keep trying to make sense of it is that um, obviously uh, but by breaking uh, COVID restrictions a lot of fans got gathered outside of of, of Trigoria and you know, hang the banner up and starting to chant. And then as the bus was leaving to the stadium, uh, the whole street was filled with fans cheering them on. Everybody was there recording. Everybody was, you know, it, it, it that has in some way that has to, um, that has to give you a boost. No, I mean, you have, you see all these fans, Standing around, spreading spreading COVID for you, just for you. <laughs> a, a, a grandmother is dying just for for you, and uh, and 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 then you come on the pitch, and what? And it's it's deflating. I mean, it's it, that the attitude was gone. Like it, there was it wasn't there to begin with. But that's the most shocking part is that you know as as shitty as a lot of derbies have been. They are mostly they've been characterized by by an attitude, you know, by both teams going head to head, usually playing pretty terrible 
or you know a match that was very tight and and full of um you know physical challenges and 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 just it, it, you felt it and and here clearly Lazio went into this game just so much uh, more focused and and amped up and and just 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 set determined to take the win and Roma just bent over and um it it wasn't pretty it wasn't pretty and it was um it was deflating both for the players and for us and once again i want to point out that it's fine if ibanez makes those mistakes in a game like this it's fine he's he's 20 21 it's fine if vr is not as great as in previous games that's fine he's young it's not fine when jeko who's played I don't know how many derbies in his years at Roma, who's the leader in this team or supposed leader um, with the captain's armband. And you, he disappears. For me, that's the issue is that too often, too many players of, of Jaco's stature are nowhere to be found in these games. So I can't expect some episodes caused by, you know, uh, Ibanez being too eager to to do something or not focused enough or, you know, emotionally rattle at some point. That's okay. You know, it's, it's sometimes that's, that's what happens that you have to accept it. It's, it's inevitable part of, of the growth of a, of a defender, but to play a game like that with no striker, with, a midfield that was nowhere to be found with Pellegrini making mistake after mistake with uh, a shaky defense, that, that that's no good. And so to me, I can't, I don't want to narrow this down, this conversation down to whether Fonseca is in or out just because a lot of the same people that are saying Fonseca should be out um, are the same people that then say, oh, let's get the Zerbi, but then are not willing to give a guy like the Zerbi enough time. Right, um, right. Right. Or, or or say Allegri without realizing that Allegri is uh, beyond Roma's uh, uh, financial stature. Um, so, it, and I I don't want to narrow this down to also just the players because clearly there is something wrong where when you come on onto a game like this and you have no plan A, no plan B, no plan C, nothing. So uh, this was you know it, it was a well deserved defeat and once again. Roma find themselves in a position where you get your bat butt slapped and it's a great opportunity to learn from it. Now the 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 first round of Serie A is almost over with the Spezia game and then it all starts over. That's the opportunity to go back to those games, to the Juventus game, to the Milan game, to the Atalanta game, Napoli, Lazio, blah, 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 and do better. Because you can't do worse than this. So I, I think discussing the Fonseca stuff, I understand it. I, I, I just think now is not the time for that. We can discuss that if this keeps up, obviously. But it, it also, even the, the big matches thing, we've talked about that ad nauseum. I, I don't want to get into that again just because there's I don't really know what else I can add or what you can add to that conversation. He struggles in big matches, and it is what it is. We can each have our theories as to why that is, but there is plenty of evidence now that you, you, you can't deny that. So, again, I, I, I think going down that 
going down that path in the conversation, I, I feel like almost misses the point of the bigger picture as to what is going on with this team. But I do want to go back to something that you sort of brought up, how sort of like their attitude. You have the supporters riling them up, encouraging them, getting them excited. Was was that the other day for you? Was that due to a lack of motivation? Was that a character problem? Or do you think that had more so to do with a lack of preparation on the part of the manager? Because I find myself going back and forth on that one, Andy, only because I, I, I can understand how you could see it from both instances. Now, I thought, and I've mentioned on here a few times, I thought Roma this season has more personality, has more character uh, whenever we discussed that. I think that was about a month and a half ago, two months, where I thought just by some of the displays that we had seen that Roma looked like they had overcome some of those deficiencies that we have seen in yep. previous seasons. Mental yes, deficiencies. Yeah, I, I thought a lot of those uh, those mental hurdles they had overcome. But then I see what's taken place over these last two to three weeks with Atalanta, with Napoli, and then obviously in the Derby uh, two days ago. Is this a preparation thing? Is it a lack of character thing? Is it a lack of personality within the team? Because I really can't put my finger on it. And maybe I am being a bit unfair when I just point to Fonseca and say, oh, see, he lost another big match and he doesn't know how to adapt to the opposition. Now, I do think that was pretty clear. Uh, I thought Inzaghi gave him a tactical uh, whiplashing, if I'm honest. But uh, still, you mentioned Jekyll. Andy, that was the yep. Jekyll that you and I talked about before he signed the renewal uh, in, yes. in 2019 when we were saying, you know, you have this guy who moans about the pitch. He whines. When he is off of his game... He is one of the most disengaged and disinterested players that I think I've seen at Roma in a yep. very long time. And that was on full display and in the Derby. So for you, I, I guess, of course, you could, it, it, you know, shades of gray. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You can take a little bit of both. But what are you, right. what, what are you blaming it on more so between those? It's, it's, this is a very difficult question because you, you know, this. I mean, how can you not be motivated for a derby, mm, especially yeah. in Rome? I mean, you, you it's something that you feel almost every day of the year. And then in that particular week, you feel even more. So it's something inescapable. The motivation should come naturally. Um, nowhere to be found again. To me, it will never be fully Fonseca's fault. I, I said I, I I I I said it before. Um, to me, the the worst thing about this uh, is that there is no plan A, no plan B, no plan C. You know, there is if Jekyll is not working, eh, nothing is working. If 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 um, if Karsdorp or Spinazzola are having a bad game, eh, there is there's nothing other else to be done. So, um, but at the same time, I can't say that it's fully Fonseca's fault because. Uh, 
I've seen I've seen this way too often in um players players like Jeko. I mean this Jeko performance reminded me of the of the Porto game, oh, you know. Yeah. The Good last call. game yeah. last game with, with Di Francesco on the bench and that game goes to overtime. But Jeko is I mean, remember when he goes up to Pepe and then uh, yes. simulates yeah. the headbutt oh, and it's it, the worst that, flop of all time. That was and that was the highlight of Jeko's game, and that game was win or go home. That was the game of the season, and he was nowhere to be found, along with a number of veterans, Florenzi, you know, causing the penalty, obviously, um, plenty of players in Zonzi, plenty of players out there with years and years of experience, not up to it, and here we are again. Fast forward two years later. Or even three, almost, and um, I don't know what, what, what what's happening. I mean, it's 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 this is so bizarre um, to to see a team that is not able to to respond to the pressure, is not able to to come in with an attitude. And notice how every derby, it seems that Lazio's most important players in the form of Immobile. Luis Alberto, Milinkovic Savic, almost always they have great games. Almost all, yeah, and they are the they are the veterans. Radu, uh, how, how? Why is that? Why is it that we cannot get into these games with the same mental tenacity that this this other team has shown? Um, because there is always a lot of talk around Roma and uh, when it leads up to the derby, and then. Usually in the last few years, when it happens, m- mostly we've disappointed. I mean, I haven't seen a Roma this deflated in a derby. Uh, probably the last time was uh, with Ranieri. Remember, the Ranieri just came in, and there was that string of games that we just lost one after the other. It was Napoli rattled us, then Lazio, I believe, and so on and on. But but this team should have learned by now, at least show up to the derby at least be here play 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 like a proud team and um everybody looked lost you know it's it's once again it's okay for Ibanez to make a mistake but it's inexcusable for players like uh Jeco like uh like Pellegrini to 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 make mistakes to not be there for the rest of the team and obviously that can stem from uh Fonseca's uh, tactical mess um, in the face of a team like Lazio that in these games always looks composed, but at the same time, there is that that other aspect, that player aspect that really, for me, is inexcusable and unexplainable. Yeah. The attitudes that you saw from some of the players were especially... I mean, you're just shocked. Jekyll, okay, we've seen it before. I... I don't know. It's in moments where they have difficulties. You would think that they have enough veteran players that can boost them up, but they just lacked it. Yeah, the, the thing that kind of stood out to me, Andy, and this is a mistake on my part because leading up to the Derby, um, I watched some matches from the 2008, 2009, 2009, 2010 seasons. And it, st- it struck me that it is pretty amazing what a team that lacks individual quality is capable of 
when they have a decent manager, but they have mm-hmm. players with a lot of character and a lot of personality. Juan, Mexes, Perotta, um, Pizarro. I mean, these are guys that individually, <laughs> they weren't world class. They were good, but it's not as if they were the most important in the world at their position. But they had so much character, so much personality. And watching that and comparing it to what is in the Roma team now, it just seems like they're missing individuals like that. And I do think, again, that this is a very nuanced conversation. I I don't think it's you have to blame Fonseca or you have to blame the players and their attitudes. It's obviously both. However, the attitude part of it, I already had questions about Fonseca as far as from a tactical standpoint coming into this one. So to see him struggle tactically against Inzaghi, I guess, was not that surprising to me, at least in my opinion. Maybe you disagree. But the lack of attitude, the deflated look that they had. I mean, Andy, after that first goal, I, I, I kind of thought to myself, this is done. I mean, they didn't even, yep. they did not no, even was looked motivated to score. I, I have right. never seen a team look so done, dusted, and out of it, and disinterested. First shot on goal, 80, 86 I minutes. I was just about know? to bring that up. So. I, I know. I even I tweeted it out. A lot of people were, were were mentioning. How do you not even get a shot on goal until the 80th minute, Andy? I don't care who your manager is. Your manager can be uh, Sergio calls me. It can be Eusebio Di Francesco. It can be Pep. A lack of not having a shot on goal until the 80th minute, in my opinion, at least, has nothing to do yeah. with tactics. Okay, that is attitude. No, it, it shows that the team is rattled. It exactly. shows that the team is exactly. is completely out of the game. So I guess with that in mind, while I do think Fonseca has a lot to answer for from this match specifically, I think the more telling and the more disappointing part from all of it is you you had a team out there, and I think you put it perfectly, that did not feel this match whatsoever. It almost looked as if they were playing on a Tuesday evening against Spezia right. or something. A Tuesday yes. evening, yes. you know, against the Serie B side. I, I just, the lack of conviction that they failed to display, I thought was unforgivable, to be quite honest. Yeah, there is, and to be honest, this is... Uh... This was a nightmare game, and why it was a nightmare game? Because of of the dominance. I mean, it, it, the scoreline tells half the story. The scoreline itself is already shameful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that any derby should ever end this way in in such a clear cut defeat um, in terms of scoring. But then you, you you know it's you you feel it. I mean, you you felt this game be what it is it was a, a deflating shit show and uh as you just said it looked like we went came on it's one of the it looked like that that game against uh Ceska Sofia you know oh, that gosh, zero yeah. zero or something and it where the whole team looked like they were just you know waiting the, for the game to be over so they could go and have dinner with their families that's that's exactly what this derby looked like and and I really, I have to wonder what the hell were they thinking in that bus as they 
drove to the stadium surrounded by fans screaming and spreading COVID and waving their flags and whatever, chanting, and and then go on the pitch and do that. Um, it really, not in a million years, I would have expected this team, after all the um, disappointing performances in these games, and then not to treat this derby as a must-win. It, it, that's... Like once again, that's what I really cannot figure out. For sure. And I saw a lot of people echoing sort of that sentiment that you just said. You know, it is one thing to lose. We have seen Roma lose so many times over the years, okay? It's not as if if they were to lose this two to nothing, three to zero, and they at least, you know, had an XG or expected goals of two or three and they hit the post a few times. That's one thing. I can live with that. Would it still be bitter? Absolutely. But you can at least understand that. You know what? They tried and they were unlucky. But that was not the case on Friday. It just looked like you had a team. I mean, Andy, they looked like they were playing a match of of Sunday footy with with their friends at the park. I I have never seen a team look so uh, lackadaisical in their approach disinterested and the lack of intensity I thought was so was so evident and so on display I I I couldn't grasp what was what we were watching unfold before our eyes so I guess the question now is where do you go from here because listen again it's one thing uh, the Napoli loss Atalanta loss okay for me I don't know if I necessarily peg those down to attitude. I, I, For those at least, I thought Fonseca set them up poorly. And while I do think he, again, does have his faults from this one, I, I do think from obviously the way he set them up this time wasn't wasn't much better. But you can't fault him when you have 11 guys out there strolling about the pitch looking like they couldn't be bothered to hustle to go after a loose ball to press the thing that I again that is just most deflating and confounding in all of this is I I truly don't know where you go from here because again it wasn't as if they were giving their all and they were just very very unlucky they hit the post somebody scores you know somebody on Lazio scores a worldie and you just have to say you know what it's not our it's not our night okay not our night that's okay, we'll dust ourselves off. I feel as if what we saw on Friday was a major step backwards on a number of fronts. And to see them, again, not really look like they had a care in the world about that match, I think is incredibly telling. And just to repeat myself for the fifth time, I I don't know where you go from here or how you overcome that because that had nothing to do with you know, if Fonseca had that player out there, then maybe they win. Or maybe if they do this or do that, the game ends differently. They could have played in that manner for 500 minutes and it would have ended uh, in the same manner. They wouldn't have scored. So uh, where do you go from here, I guess, is my biggest concern in all of this. Well, uh, the I'm trying to be a, an optimist here. And uh, the good thing... <laughs> <laughs> the good thing, the good thing one. is that, the good thing is that every time you got rattled this se- so far this season, you've you've managed to come back. You've managed to you know to wipe the slate clean and go on a on a on a winning streak or a bit of a winning streak. And and um, 
for me, the the most important games now are Spezia and Verona. To me, that's that's really where where the season will become a bit clearer to us. Uh, because if you don't grab the six points there, the the rest of the season looks bleak. Now, the the good thing is that yes, you know, I saw some people say, oh, but once Napoli and Juve play that game, or once Atalanta do that or this, you will end up six or something like that. Yes, the good thing is that it's it will still be a tight race. It'll you'll still be out there, you know, uh, behind by two points or whatever. That's you can. It's still manageable to overcome. The important thing is, is that in these upcoming games, Roma get back right into it and sh- don't show any more of those mental lapses, at least in the games that we expect them to win by a large margin. That's because that's what's keeping us alive. That's what got us to third place. Um, that's that's what made us excited for a Roma team that showed good football against uh, uh, minor sides, but which is still important nonetheless. To me, that's it. I mean, the, the, that's, that's when we all know what we are dealing with is once they play Spezia, once they play Verona, two very different teams. Two, one team is 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 fighting for to 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 avoid relegations. The other one is is a bit more ambitious and and plays better football. Um, still, it's those are two games that you should win, and it'll be interesting to see if if this, which to me this is the worst loss of the season. To me, this is much worse than what I've seen against Napoli, which was bad enough. But this is much worse than Atalanta, where inexplicably you let your lead, you know, just be wiped off um, and you get slapped around. This is the worst loss this season. This is the worst game this season. This is as bad as you can get, in my opinion. So the question is, can 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 they... Can they get back into it right after this? Right after a game where you showed absolutely zero character, where you showed absolutely zero tactics, zero attitude, zero aggressiveness, nothing. It, it to me, it's this this team can only do better than this, right? I mean, it's it's impossible to to have a game like the one we saw against Lazio over and over it's it to me this should be a once in a season thing that's it obviously as you said we've seen a trend we've seen in recent years managers say very similar things to Fonseca we've seen games like this that then determine uh the outcome of the season and and how the season unravels and how certain players keep on performing it, obviously, it's worrying. For example, where Jeko is at right now, because this is not one game. This is this has been a string of games where he's he hasn't looked very sharp at all. Um, and you you depend on a guy like Jeko. You depend on a guy like Pedro, who comes off the bench, gets yellow a yellow card, and is really ineffective. Um, so it's that's that's the worrying part. The good part again is that you. I don't think you can do much worse than the Lazio game. For sure, I guess my biggest concern I, moving forward again, I don't want to go into the whole big matches thing 
everybody just go to transfer market you can see what it is uh, you you can see what his what his record is I, I don't i don't want to bring that up or dwell on it too much but i i almost feel as if this is one of those matches because remember di francesco before he left remember that Coppa italia match against fiorentina where they get just ugh, demolished doesn't even do do it justice Jesus. properly yep now, obviously, the scoreline vastly different: three to zero versus seven to one. Of course. Also, that was the last game that Fiorentina won <laughs> against for like oh, a few yeah, months. Right. Well, well, I, I guess. Well, that sort of had the feeling of that's what Friday to me sort of yeah. felt like, because once that happened to Di Francesco, shockingly, he was allowed to stay on after that for what another month and a half was it? Because he got sacked yep. in March of yes. 2019. In March, yes. And I think that yes. happened in late <laughs> January. So, yes. um, end of January, yep. That is what Friday felt like to me. And I, I felt like this felt... To me, the feeling I had was, oh no, this is one of those matches where you feel it linger for the next two weeks. And so far this season, in fairness that every moment where they've encountered a bad performance right. or a bad bad result, they have overcome it. We have to acknowledge that. The Napoli game, they look no they look nowhere to be found on the on the pitch. And then they come back and the Sassuol game, they play in ten and they almost win the game. Exactly. I guess my Biggest concern is obviously how do they respond against Spet against Spezia? There's no questions asked. There is zero doubt as to what they need to do. Okay, if they don't win that, even if they draw in one of those, I think we have a serious problem on our hands that needs to be looked into or addressed. I'm hoping we don't get to that. Um, with Tuesday being the Coppa Italia. I think they should absolutely demolish Spezia. Oh, yeah. But I think we will learn where they are mentally in that one. Correct. If they struggle right out of the gate in the opening minutes, then it's pretty clear that there is some sort of lingering effect. But I guess, again, bigger picture, I don't want to go to the big record against the big teams. But given where they are in the table now, Andy... And we said Di Francesco, or I'm sorry, we said that uh, Fonseca will have opportunities in the second half of this season to improve and right some of the wrongs that he has made against the bigger sides. Now he failed the last few tests, okay, by a very a large margin. It's now getting to the point where some of the bigger ones that are approaching. So we have Juve coming in what two weeks? I think that's the first week of February, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the room, or I should say the margin for error for him now is pretty close to zero because given where, as you mentioned, Roma are in the table, there are no other options when it comes to these big matches. There, there's no other... I, yes, if you go to Juve and you draw, that's a very good result, of course. But you have Milan at home. You are home against Napoli. You go away to Inter. You're home to Atalanta. So he has three to four months here where in these big matches, at least in my opinion, only one result 
other than a couple, you have to go away to Inter again. And then again, uh, in a couple of weeks, you, you are in Torino for Juve. But he, th- this has to turn around now. We, we can, again, we can debate this whole big matches thing. Why does he struggle? Is it tactics? Is it attitude? Is it a no plan B? Whatever. We can debate that for as long as you know, we, we could do 50 episodes on that. But now it's at the point where only one result is acceptable in these, uh, you know, except for a couple of cases. He has to win these now because, as you said, look at where Roma are in the table. And now when you face some of these opponents head to head, you have to win. There's just no other option. Yeah, you have to you have to change the the trend. Uh, you have to go into these games like you really you, like you care about them and like you want to you know change the track record because you have to. Um, plenty of opportunities. I don't feel again. I'm not. I I see a lot of people that have accepted defeat and. Um, it, to me, right now, this is not the the time nor place to no, do that. No, too early. Come on, because, way too early. Right, because you 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 slipped, you know, and and it happens. Unfortunately, it happened a number of times this season against the bigger sides. But guess what? We are in the very middle of the season. We're halfway through, and um, it's it. This is where it gets interesting, not only for Roma but for a, a lot of other teams. Napoli are probably the most inconsistent side in, in all of Serie A by losing to Spezia and then winning by six against Fiorentina and, and up and down. And, and that applies to a lot of teams this year. Um, no one really has, aside from Milan, maintained a, a steady course of action. And for Roma, this should be encouraging. For a guy like Fonseca goes on in front of the microphone and openly says and jinxes that he hasn't lost a, a oh, derby Oh, gosh. Yet. I, I didn't um, even want to bring that up, but what a horrible... <laughs> yeah. I, mean, it was, I understand it was a tricky question. It was a tricky question, which it was a question that sort of begged that answer, but unfortunately went on and said it out loud, which, uh, hey, it was worse than my Porginho. jinx against Inter. I was going to so. say, we discussed the Porguinho. I mean, yeah. that was the ultimate bringer yeah. of the Porguinho. <laughs> but in fairness, yeah. real quick, you just said it, and I think I have to defend him at least slightly in this regard. The 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 manner in which he was asked the question, um, oh, it, it was almost like a sort of a gotcha question, right? Yeah. He needed to be a bit of a um, bit of a smart ass, I guess, in his response because yes. the way he was asked, it was very. It, yeah, it he, wasn't. He, asked he played the, the good guy way. part. Yeah, yeah, he's right. He, yeah, I think it it all amounts to that that the team, manager, players, everybody included, uh, need to treat this this second half of the season as a once in a lifetime chance, because I don't think a lot of people figured us to be where we are right now. Um, and the one thing there is one, one good thing and one bad thing about it. One bad thing is that it's very easy to slip and to fall behind. Another thing that is really good about this is that you're still in a position where you can get back right back into it. You know, uh, uh, teams will slip and you're right there. Even if you fall behind the likes of Napoli, um, the the point separation will be minimal for now. You can still use that as a chance to to get into top four. And so nothing is lost. It's that what is worrying is that um, there has been a tendency of these mental deficiencies slowly but surely getting to you 
as the season progresses towards its end. And we don't want that to happen again because we've seen some great stuff from this Roma team. Again, playing in 10 men, almost winning it against Sassuolo, um, this demolishing Bologna in the opening minutes, playing great football, and then just falling short and, and disappointing and playing with no attitude in, in games like the Derby, in, in games like uh, the Napoli one, the Atalanta one. Uh, but the second half of the season is right there. It's right for the taking. So why why can't we focus on that? Why can't Dzeko put all his demons back into whatever uh, pocket there is? And, and that's it. You're absolutely right. And as we end it here, I think that's really the only way you can recover from this is knowing that A, this Roma cannot do any worse than what we saw on Friday. And B, there is still a lot of football to be played. So I, I guess if you keep that glass half full mindset, you can get past what happened on Friday. But this is no ordinary fixture. This is no ordinary match. And this one, when you lose to Lazio or drop points to Lazio, when you should have won, in this case, obviously they didn't deserve anything. But any time that you get a negative result against them, it hurts. It hurts way more than the others, and it hurts regardless of Roma's form or their position in the table. It doesn't matter. This fixture, again, is not like the others. So when you lose, it hurts that much more. But again, let's try and keep the glass half full mindset, and hopefully Roma, they can win against Spezia in the Coppa Italia and then beat them in the league at the weekend. So we will talk to you later in the week. A big thank you to everybody for tuning in, not only for this episode, but the previous 199. Obviously, it means so, so much. We never would have envisioned making it to 200 episodes of this. It continues to be very, very fun. I thoroughly enjoy it. Andy, I love, again, doing this alongside you. So thank you to everybody who has been listening and supporting us throughout the years. It means so, so much. We will talk to you in a few days. Until then, ciao. Ciao.